This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, hey everyone, this is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to the Courage Cast. It is so good to be with you today. We are diving into a current affairs article, something that is currently in the news or it, or it has been for the last few days. And this is this um, this incident where Kathy Griffin, if you remember Kathy Griffin, probably if you're listening to this podcast like a year from now. You'll probably be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And we'll have almost forgotten about it by now. But currently, she just recently posted a photo. Well, actually, the, the photographer posted a photo of her holding uh, a very bloody head of Donald Trump's. And basically, to give the, uh, the insinuation that... Uh, that she would like to cut his head off or something artistic or comedic, but it, uh, it, it was something she regretted pretty quickly after it came out and she has apologized actually for it. Uh, but there has been really just all kinds of chatter and all kinds of, uh, rebuking of her, on social media, and now people are coming to her defense. And so this article that I read by Reggie Ham, it's the Reggie Ham blog. Uh, I don't read a lot of articles on the Courage Cast, but I thought this one was really, really appropriate. And I agree with it 100%. So here's what he wrote. The title of the article is Why I Love Kathy Griffin. Scorsese knew it 30 years ago, and he used it. I wasn't planning on seeing The Last Temptation of Christ, but then the protests started, and they led the evening news, and my interest honestly got piqued. There was so much hubbub, I think that's an actual technical term, surrounding the film, I simply had to see what it was all about. And if Christians were this up in arms about something, well then, there must be something about it worth seeing. Sorry, Christians, we tend to bring it on ourselves. Then after seeing the film, I realized if everyone had just been cool and let it go, not only would I have not seen it, but millions of other people wouldn't have seen it either. And it would have died a quiet death at the box office. It just wasn't one of Martin's greatest offerings. But people, particularly religious folk, can't let things go. And we always feel the need to stand up and fight for our side. But all it does in the long run is add oxygen to smoldering flames. I literally just read a meme that has offered a reward for Kathy Griffin's head. And I'm just shaking mine in disgust. This is how she becomes a sympathetic character. This is how she ends up being re-embraced by the entertainment community. We're already seeing it happen. Comedians are coming to her defense, and as anger and hatred rise up against her, she will become what she says she is, a victim. My opinion is the best response to all of this might be to simply offer our prayers and love. Smile and say, I understand. 
The best tweet Donald Trump could send right now is one that reads, Our entire family forgives Kathy Griffin for her misguided photo, and we accept her apology. If he did that, the story would be over. If we stopped posting angry things about her and simply yawned and moved on, the story would be over. But better yet, what if Christians, the people she has impugned the most, embraced her and showered her with love, asking for nothing in return? What might that look like? And what if we did it without being smug or trying to appear morally superior? What if we actually said, Kathy, we love you no matter what? That's all. I don't know. That just sounds like something Jesus might do. But as it stands, people are doing what they always do, overreaching. Even while being on the correct side of an argument, you can be wrong in your response and it creates a moral high ground for the other side. My only tweet about Kathy Griffin was a prediction that she would be a presenter at a major award show next year, and that she would come out to a standing ovation. And I've had several detractors to that tweet. How on earth can that happen? She's done. She's finished. She will not recover from this, are some of my favorite retorts. But I stand by my tweet Because I remember those last temptation protests, and I know all too well how giving in to your anger and disgust can fan flames. The way someone recovers from something like this is by being threatened over and over again. The way they become a truth teller is when they say, when when what they say is happening to them, actually starts happening to them. Well, I'd like to be the first to say that I pray for Kathy Griffin. I said it in my first blog and I reiterate it in this one. I really did pray for her today and I want good things for her. In fact, I prayed for better things for her than I want for myself. I don't want her to suffer because of a mistake. God knows I've made plenty of them and there are many more to come. Trust me. I may choose not to watch her, but that doesn't mean I want her to go starve or go without. To the contrary, I wish her great blessing. I hope that through all of this, she finds redemptive love and true forgiveness instead of hate and retribution. And I hope that if and when I do something incredibly ill-advised, I find someone out there who will still love and forgive me as well. I promise you I will do it and I will need it. This is where Jesus gets real. And ironically, it was the whole point of the last temptation. The the quote-unquote temptation was to give in to his humanity and act on his baser instincts instead of forgiving all of us. I'm glad he didn't really do that, because it's the only thing that keeps me hanging on. So I'm trying to follow suit. Kathy, I love you no matter what. That's all. I like it. I like the way he put this. I like the way Reggie wrote it, and I agree. We give far too much fanning of the flames. We give, we give in so much to the, to the arguments of the world when we ourselves do exactly what we are preaching against. It takes the real, honest, 
courageous love of Christ in us and through us to actually live this out, to not give in to the temptation, to fan the flame. That's why I I cannot agree with those people who are vocally out there, basically verbally throwing up at other people. Don't condemn other people. Look at your own sin first. Quiet down. Shut up, Christians. Just, you do not need to vocalize your opinion in such a way. It does not add anything, and it just puts the opponent on the morally higher ground, and you don't want them to be there. We want to be on equal ground, on level playing field. 1 John 3.18. Let me read some scriptures to you guys. I'm tired of seeing us Christians bash and blame and, and just don't live out the way Christ has called us to live out. I just, I'm not going to participate in that. There are better ways to spend our time and scripture supports it all over the place. 1 John 3.18, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is even going that far and saying, don't just merely love with words and speech. It's very convicting to me, but actually live out your life, your truth, with the actions that you take. A hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. Proverbs 15, 18. Proverbs 16, 32. Better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than one who takes a city. Proverbs 20, another great proverb, 20, 30, 20 verse 3. It is to one's honor to avoid strife. But every fool is quick to quarrel. Ecclesiastes 7 9, it's all throughout Old Testament, New Testament. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. 2 Timothy 2 23 to 24, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments, because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. This is a convicting one, Colossians 3.21. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. There's a fine line that I have learned over the years not to pester my children. Set the expectations, be clear, and then watch them step up to those expectations. And then this one from Jesus, his own words, but I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. It goes on and on and on throughout Scripture, guys. 
We do not need to enter into these kinds of quarrels. You're arguing with fools. What Christ did for you, do not insult what he did for you by entering into unnecessary quarrels. And this happens all over the place on social media. I got into it a couple of weeks ago with a man who very strongly and, and kind of in a very rude and, and, and um, insensitive way was using scripture to put women in their place. And I didn't appreciate it. And so I got into an argument and then all of his people kind of ganged up on me and I realized I was having a disc- uh, an argument with Christians and I realized it was not going to be going anywhere. So I quickly shut it down and I did not continue in the dialogue. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian, if you call yourself a follower of Christ or not. If you don't live out the principles that Jesus teaches, you're doing the same as anyone else does. And I realize my opinion may not agree with your opinion, but I bring this up for your encouragement. Do not engage today in unnecessary arguments. Live your life with the assurance and the hope of knowing whose you are, where you came from, and where you're going. That alone gives you the confidence to move forward and move on. You do not need to prove yourself to anyone. You know whose you are. You know who you are. And it's time to move forward. We're going to move on. Forgive. Do not hold on to any resentment. Speak it out. Speak out forgiveness. That's very true. If Donald Trump and his family would just speak out forgiveness, it would be over because he would be put on the higher ground. And I hope that that happens. I hope he does that. But if even if he doesn't, that's his choice. So friends, what are you going to choose to do today? Which reaction are you going to give into? Are you going to listen to the man or woman inside of your head that is on your throne, that wants to protect yourself, wants to protect your faith, wants to argue in order to protect your truth? Or are you going to do what probably Jesus, when he's in charge of your life, if he's really in charge of your life, do you really need to defend yourself or to defend him or to defend your faith? Not really. It's important to defend our faith, but not in a way that insults your faith and insults the gospel and minimizes the gospel. People are not going to listen to you if you minimize the gospel by putting yourself in the driver's seat and using scripture as a a way of bashing others. That's not what God calls us to do. He calls us to love him with all your heart, mind, and strength. And then he calls us to love others as ourselves. 
So let's start living that out, guys. Okay, let's quit. Quit the, the quarreling and the arguing and start living out our faith the, from the strength, the core inner strength of our faith and love others dangerously. How about we do that? How about we just love wildly because Jesus loves us wildly? Well, that's it for me, friends. I'd love to hear your response at The Courageous Community, courageouscommunity.com. Just click on the link and you can go and do that. Join us on the conversation in Facebook, facebook.com slash The Courageous Community. That's the public page where we're going to discuss all of this stuff. And please join the email list at courageouscommunity.com. I'm going to be coming out with some new series of podcast episodes later this summer. I'm excited about, and I can't wait for you to be a part of it. But the best way to do that is to join the email list, courageouscommunity.com. Right at the top, you click on that, and then you'll get a free one-hour download of who I am in Christ, uh, just sharing scripture and speaking scripture over you if you want to soak that in. Uh, that's there for you as well. All right, that's it for me, friends. It's time for us to go out there and be courageous by loving others wildly and bravely. I'm Eric Nordoff. And you're listening to The Courage Cast. Oh.